Chumash tells us the fight between Yaakov and Esav, Malach and Esav, a bird on Tishabav. The connection between the fight Yaakov Vino and Malach and Esav can be explained by understanding the Pasuk. When Yibasar Yaakov Levado, the Yaakov Avinu went alone. The Medrash says, Veniskar Hashem Levado At the moment, the Yaakov Avinu was alone, HaKadosh Baruch Hu was alone as well. A young man in NCSY Kolo, present in this room right now, and I'm only not saying his name because I didn't ask permission. Very growth-oriented young man asked, "How can we make Tisha B'Av more meaningful? How can we make this experience of sitting in the base medrash on the floor? How can we make it more than just sitting on something uncomfortable or reading words that are difficult to understand, even if we translate them to English?" I tried my best to give an answer. The truth of the matter is that I think my answer fell short. The classic move is to try to speak about our loss. Try to contextualize what we don't have by having a base on Mikdash. By not having Mashiach. But there's two hurt parties here. We are clearly one of them. We are in exile. We don't have a Beis HaMikdash. We don't have Mashiach. There's another hurt party. The Balei Chassidus say that this is the more damaged party, if you will. Yaakov Avinu is alone, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu is alone with him. Whose house was destroyed? We always speak about it as our Beis HaMikdash, our lack of Beis HaMikdash. The Balei Chassidus and the Balei Kabbalah, they speak about HaKadosh Baruch Hu's home was destroyed. Do we feel the pain of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so to speak, on this day? Yaakov Avinu refused to be consoled. Malik Hasidus explained it's because Yosef is the gematria of Tzion. Yaakov Avinu, in his relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, had become one with Hashem, so to speak. And Yosef leaving was like Klal Yisrael going down to Mitzrayim. Who's in more pain? Yosef HaTadik is in exile. Yosef HaTadik is experiencing the trials and tribulations of the house of Ashes Potiphar and the jail, and even being the viceroy of Mitzrayim. But it's Yaakov Avinu that refuses to be consoled. Ein lo menachem ikolo Baruch Hu has no consolation from all of the malachim that he has in Shamayim. The one that HaKadosh Baruch Hu desires to have a relationship with is us. 
Every year, not every year, we hear these stories of a child that goes missing in the summer. Jews get together and we walk hand in hand with flashlights. If it's the middle of the night, wherever it is, all the Hatzalah comes out. Everybody wants to participate in finding this lost child. Who's in more pain? The child who's lost is scared. The child who's lost is uncertain. He doesn't know what's going to be. Whenever these stories happen, I start to think about what the parents must be going through in that situation. What's the terror of a parent who somehow is holding by this place of, I don't know what's going to be. Will I lose my child if I find them what state will they be in? HaKadosh Baruch created the world for chesed, with chesed. How does a Jew reach out to find HaKadosh Baruch and to somehow be Menachem HaKadosh Baruch How can we console HaKadosh Baruch today? So you might say it's not our job. You might say HaKadosh Baruch is going to get Nechama when ultimately Mashiach comes. But we have a parent who's suffering. And we're present. What can we do? So the simple answer is that we can feel HaKadosh Baruch Hu's pain. We don't sit on the floor just stop to be uncomfortable. And we don't say kinos just stop to have nasty thoughts and to talk about tragic times. We're emo anafi b'tzari. It's an act of chesed that we can do for HaKadosh Baruch We can say, HaKadosh Baruch your home is destroyed. And we were responsible for destroying it. And we went into exile. But a yid is not a yid unless he's feeling the pain of another. Growing up, I Rosh Hashiva was Rabbi Yaakov Bender. Every Shmuzin, we would hear Friday, Shmuzin from Rabbi Bender. He had themes, the same themes he would speak about week in and week out. And he drilled it into us. We were young, fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. And when I was younger, if, if I'm being honest, in a, in a childish way, I would make fun of these shoes in a little bit because I was like, okay, which three shoes in is Rabbi Bender going to pick from today? It's always the same three shoes in couched in different formats for that week's parasha, but it was the same three basic shmuz. But he drilled it into us. As an adult, you gain an appreciation for it. So one of the shmuz, a vart that I've heard from Rabbi Bender, I dare say hundreds of times. On the day that Sari Imenu gave birth, all of the women who were infertile gave birth on that day. And the simple explanation is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu sent so much bracha into the world that all the women that couldn't have children had children on that day. Rabbi Bender quoted from Rapam and he said, it's not the pshat. 
the pshat is that Sara Imenu felt the pain of every single person so deeply that were she to have a child on that day and her next door neighbor and the woman down the block and the woman in the neighborhood who couldn't have children didn't have a child, Sara Imenu could not have been the simple. To give Sarah Imenu the true simcha of having a child, it was necessary for HaKadosh Baruch Hu to give every single woman a child. Because she was doic. She, she was so deeply connected to other people's pain. The way that we connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu's pain in this world is that we connect to Kal Yisrael, we see their pain, and we do chesed. And we're imo anochi And we do whatever we can. In Yeshiva many years ago, I had a roommate. This roommate was a person, all he wanted was to help other people. He was the guy in Yeshiva that if somebody needed a listening ear, or somebody in Yeshiva wasn't doing so well, you knew you could count on him for a kind word. So it wasn't surprising to any of us when he became as a profession someone who specialized in pain management, someone who wanted to make other people feel well. And then a number of years ago, he started an organization. And those who knew this person well were not surprised. It was a chesed organization. He wanted every single Jew to give a dollar a day to stock. How many millions of dollars can be donated if a Jew will just give a dollar a day to stock? how many millions of dollars have been given out from daily giving today? Millions of dollars. It wasn't because Dr. Donat had a great idea. Those who knew him, and there are people in the room that have known him for a very long time, those who knew him were not surprised. This is a person who feels the pain of another Jew. That's what Claudia Searle is, where people that feel the pain of other people Talmud Bar Yeshiva became a social worker. And he told me that he doesn't want to work in the firm world. He wants to work in the secular world. He wants to start organizations in the secular world. So I was a little surprised to hear this. He's a, a very special person, a very generous person. So he said, you don't understand we already have all of the infrastructure that a person could possibly need. I want to try to do something for people that don't have. If you have a special needs child, we have Ohel, we have Hes. If a person gets sick, we have High Lifeline. You break your car brakes down. Atsala. What do we need in our community that we don't have? We have everything. Because a yid is died for another yid. Because we care about each other. Caring about each other is not because we're some good neighbors. To care about another Jew is the greatest kiyom of I care about the Rebbe If a yid is in pain, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is in pain. And I'm trying to solve HaKadosh Baruch Hu's pain in this world. I'm trying to bring a little bit of an example. It's why we have this infrastructure. It's not an accident. People who are deeply connected to a God above are deeply connected to each other down below. Beis HaMikdash was destroyed because of Sinat 
That doesn't make sense. Children fight. Children fight. It's part of being part of a family. Children fight. And every father knows that there's nothing that drives us more crazy than when our children fight. Especially if you see your children fighting over an Irish night. And every father at some point, I'm sure not in an unhealthy way, but every father at some point, you see that look on your father's face, was like, just stop it, just stop it. What are you fighting over? But you don't destroy your house. The kids are fighting needlessly. You don't burn down the house. Why does HaKadosh Baruch destroy the base of Mikdash because of Sinasmina? It's not because we were just fighting unnecessarily. It's because when siblings fight, it's because they don't understand the value of family. They don't understand that which connects and unifies every single one of us. There's nothing more painful in the world than when little children fight, but at least they're little children. How much more painful is it when we see families that are torn apart over foolishness, over money, over petty things, and as parents, and I've seen this happen, parents who have children that don't speak to each other, parents who are making simchas, and they don't know which children are going to show up to the simchas because they're in these petty fights. It's not just these kids are fighting. It's they don't understand the most of the family. And what's the value of a house if it can't possibly be a home? HaKadosh Baruch doesn't destroy the Beis HaMikdash because we don't have a relationship with each other. He destroys the Beis HaMikdash because we don't have a relationship with him. And the mainly we don't have a relationship with each other. We lost the sight of family. Our response to HaKadosh Baruch for thousands of years has been, we do understand the value of family. Look what happens if you get in trouble. Somehow it always works out. That whenever, especially here in this country, that whenever Jews start fighting with, the, with each other, an enemy from outside comes. And that enemy always manages to realign our values. Say, uh, Rabbi Narishibu tells a beautiful story. I love this story so much. He says that he was ice skating with his family. He was ice skating with his, with his brothers. And as brothers do, they were they were beating each other up. That's what brothers do. And some some person, some parent, came over and said, stop fighting. And all the siblings got up and said, don't speak to my brothers that way. And all of a sudden, they were a team. All of a sudden, they were listening to Achtos. There are videos going on right now on the internet. Beautiful, beautiful videos. This country right now is in the middle of a a unique type of conversation about the way that the country is being run. It's not for Tisha to talk about. But beautiful videos of Yidin going up an escalator and Yidin going down an escalator. And those that are going up the escalator are on one side of the aisle. And those that are going down the escalator are on the other side of the aisle. And they're, they're shaking hands and they're slapping five. And they're saying, I love you. These beautiful videos are out there. Last Shabbos, I was driving to Malonia Arim to be with TJJ for Shabbos. And as we get on Kvish from 38, from Ramat Shemesh, I start to notice that there's hundreds of cars that are parked on the side of 38. And I realized we are literally driving in 
to a massive hafgana. And I started wondering, where am I going to be for Shabbos? Because Maloni Arim is maybe 20 minutes from my house, but Waze is saying it's going to be an hour and 20 minutes now to get there. And I started thinking to myself, okay, we're going to be passing Beit Beir, and Siyaswai Kolo is there for Shabbos. Maybe I'll end up in Siyaswai Kolo for Shabbos. And we get on to Ishachad, and we're moving inches, and people are marching on the side of the road. And I noticed something. Everybody's smiling. Everyone's waving their Dagel Yisrael, their Israeli flag. Everyone's having a good time. And every hundred feet or so, there's people giving out water. And there's people that are giving out ices. And my daughters in the car said, Abba, can we stop and get water and stop and get ices? I didn't feel it was appropriate, so I didn't stop, but I wanted to. And I was on the phone with my mother, and my mother said, pay attention, I bet you there's going to be some Chabad Shaliach out there giving out candles for Shabbos. Even when we fight, there's a sense of unity that exists in Klal Yisrael today. There are people that are dedicating their lives to Klal Yisrael. I don't want to say anything negative, I don't want to say anything bad, but I sometimes wonder. We have so many strong values in our community. Leave it you guys came to NCSY Poland in the summer, that's incredible. Hara. It's beautiful. We should speak nicely about other Jews. But I sometimes wonder, do we speak about chesed the same way we speak about Torah? There's a big conversation right now in the world. Are people going into Chinuch? If people aren't going into Chinuch, it's not because people aren't paying enough money. It's not because there's not a good salary. It's because are we raising children in our community to know that to give to another Jew is the greatest expression of healing HaKadosh Baruch Hu's pain in the world? If people aren't becoming NCSY advisors, you'll forgive me for saying this, but I doubt it's only because of the Kawed issue. Are we sensitive? Are we people that are dedicating our lives to Kali Yisrael? Are we, are we in the business of pain management? I heard from an old Rebbe of mine, Zucker. He said a very deep title. He said, you know why we don't feel HaKadosh Baruch Hu's pain? Because we feel it so deeply that we have no choice but to numb the pain. And all the things that we do in this world are just to numb the pain of Gaulus. Because if we would pay attention to the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in a certain sense, the Shechina is in Gaulus, it would be so overwhelming that we would have no choice but to totally break down. So for most, most, most of the year, we do everything we can to avoid paying attention to HaKadosh Baruch Hu's pain in this world. But at least in this Kufa of the three weeks and the Frat on we do our best to feel the pain of Akhal to feel the pain of another. When the Rishayim came into the Beis HaMikdash to destroy the Beis HaMikdash, they found a proven and loving embrace. It's not what you would expect. Dafka, in this time, when Kal Yisrael wasn't behaving, one would expect that the proven would be facing away from each other. Not only were they facing towards each other, but they were in loving embrace. Perhaps we can suggest 
those moments before before everything goes wrong. In those final moments, there's a certain sense of please don't leave me. There's a family that I know that unfortunately the parents split up. There was a tremendous amount of love in the family. There was a tremendous amount of pain in the family. Moments before the divorce, moments before the get, one of the parents reached out to the other. One of the spouses reached out to each other and said, maybe let's not do this. There was too much pain and the other party couldn't couldn't see leading a whole life with this person anymore, and so the get went through. But I know that this person, at that moment when he said, maybe let's not do this, I know what he was saying. I know what he was saying because a couple weeks beforehand, he had called me up and he told me, it seems like this is really going to happen. Maybe somebody can intervene. And I said to him, I think the only person that can intervene at this point is you. He didn't want it to happen. So sometimes you see the train wreck is coming. And there's nothing you can do to stop it. So he reached out. Please don't leave. Perhaps we could suggest that that's what was happening. The Kruvim and the Kaddish HaKadoshim. As we were going into exile, HaKadosh Baruch Hu was in a certain sense holding on to us and saying, please don't leave. How am I going to sit alone for all these years? How am I going to be with no one? There's no greater pain than the pain of loneliness, than a lack of belonging, that a person doesn't have a place to be. How am I going to be so alone? So it's our time to respond to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and to say to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you're not alone. We're here with you. There's no malach in the world that could give you an achama, but we HaKadosh Baruch Hu can give you an achama. We have a Shabbos Nachamu that's coming. We're on our way. We're rebuilding the Beis HaMekdash. Every single act of Chesed is another brick in the Beis HaMekdash. Bez Hashem. This is it. This is the last Tisha Every year on Tisha B'Av, Weinberger, Moshe Weinberger, Shlita, and Woodmere, the first words out of his name are, Nach Tisha another Tisha How did we end up here? I remember when I was in America and I would go to hear the Rebbe speak. I was always moved by the fact that he was surprised that another Tishbuk came. He said in that beautiful Rebbe Weinberger way, like the words were dripping out of his mouth, like, Nach Tishbuk, like, how did we end up here? I'm certainly not at the level to say Nach Tishbuk, but I hope we can be at the level to be able to say to the Rebbe Nishlom, no more Tishbuk. We're not interested in any more tishbavs. We're not interested in any more tragedies, any more calamities. We're not interested in gulls. It's our opportunity, this tishbav, it's our opportunity this summer to Bess Hashem bring a complete nechama to their Hashem.